This is the Patriot Radio News Hour, brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group. For all your gold and silver buying needs, call them at 1-800-951-0592 or log on to allamericangold.com. Broadcast for Friday, May the 6th, 2016. Hey, that's right. We're living in Allentown. The entire country's retail outlet malls are closing all the factories down. Good morning and welcome to the Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm your guy, Friday, Eric Cedarstrom, former CEO, shipping clerk, and janitor, and founder of this radio program two decades ago. This show is brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group, always has been and always will be. The Patriot Trading Group, we offer legal, lawful, constitutional tender, things that are real, things that are tangible, things that you can get your hands around, you can get your mind around, you can get them put away, and you can hang on to them, because I don't think ever, ever in the history of this nation is it more imperative to take the time to protect yourself while everybody else looks for someone else to do it. Call one 800 951 You can also hang out to the wee hours of the morning and allamericangold.com it's got it all it'll do everything it'll actually plug your car into all american gold it'll tune it up (laughs) makes it run like solid gold there's prices there's news there's everything and if you haven't been there go to allamericangold.com and check it out for yourself your mileage may vary consult your accountant before actually plugging your car into the app i'm joined with the real vice president and well president now and uh the guy that runs the show around here whose radio program this belongs to, but I get to sit in on a Friday when I dust myself off and roll in from the uh, frozen white north. Joe Jaquin, good morning. How are you doing? Hey, good morning. Happy Friday. We've made it through another week, which is saying something. Tough week, man, if you're an equities guy. Wow. Man, the jobs number came out today. No one listening to me. You're not surprised. You weren't caught off guard. Uh, Goldman Sachs, or they were out yesterday saying it's going to be 250 or 260 thousand new jobs. Uh, missed it by just a little bit. I think missed it by that much. <laughs> and uh, Ramon, yeah, I love Ramon. Missed it by that much. I always like the Bob Euchre. Tried the corner and missed. Oh, <laughs> from Major League, right? The, uh, Just outside. <laughs> yeah, the jobs number was just outside. They said 160,000, well below expectations. Oh, Maxwell Smart. That's Maxwell Smart. That's, that's, right. that's who it is. We got to guess what. We got to get Ramon. <laughs> you got to outthink Ramon, man. It is not easy. I told him before we came on the air that. He's the best producer ever. He's just sharp as a bowling ball. But yeah. he, he almost got me on that one. So I gotta that was tell a you, good pull. That was a good, good pull. I got to tell you that uh, you have to pay attention to the vernacular, the new words and the new paradigm for the new economy and the new world and all the BS that they put out. I love that they call in the unemployment data the participation rate. The labor force participation rate. Let's break that down just for a second and, and apply it in real life. Doodly, give me a, give, I need a flashlight. Okay. Right. You're 16 years old. <laughs> you're laying on the couch in 1975, and you got hair growing down to your back, and your dad walks in and looks at you and says, I think you need to get a summer job. <laughs> and you look at your father and you go, Dad, I don't think I'm going to participate. <laughs> 
Next thing you knew, his foot was participating in your backside. Absolutely. Now you grow up and your wife looks at you. (laughs) Say, oh, 25 years old, uh, you need to get a job. I am not going to participate. Who came up with this crap? The participation rate. All right, trust me. All right, you're either employed or unemployed. All right, if you're not participating, it's because because you can't participate, not that you don't want to participate. Well, with the exception of maybe teenagers or most of the generation that sits at home uh, and refuses to go to work for minimum wage. But again, they can't. I mean, this is another problem in itself. So the participation rate, that's, when I hear that word, I just laugh. You know, here they're trying to get Well, it. 94 million people apparently decided not to participate. Yes, they're not participating. But 25 million foreigners are working. They're participating. Did you see today, I give you guys a little crash course here for you people that are thinking about denouncing your citizenship. Okay. Right, record high. Record high. Right. People getting out. People are out. I'm thinking done. that, right, I'm going to go somewhere else where uh, I'm going to be able to protect my, what, my tax dollars, my hard-earned money. Why are they leaving? If you if you move to Poland, you got to have half your brain re- removed. If you go to Italy, Joe, you'll have to have three-quarters of it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that was a shot. So anyway, if you want out, okay. you're done. Okay. I'm done. I don't, I don't want to do this Tired anymore. of this. I'm checking out. Okay. It's going to be Hillary or Donald, I'm out. Right, right. Okay. Um, English Bob, my old neighbor, Mark, EB, I called him. He's he, been uh, out of several countries, right. by the way. I, he's the guy who taught me. This is a real-life lesson. So he he expatriate. He was an expatriate from England, and he moved here. And, of course, he's, he was a software engineer, and he did really well for himself, and 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 then he decided that the, the America just started taxing him, so he was going to become a Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, we're just like we said, you know what, maybe let them all come over there, and we'll go down there. I like it. Right? There's only one problem with the whole thing. The whole thing. So you people at home, you play, you can play along with me. If you want to become a Mexican, in other words, you have to, you don't want to, you're going to give up your Social Security number. Right, you're going to... Or if you're EB, you moved here, you give up your passport. Okay, so you know Turn it in. You turn it in. You have to take everything you own, total it up, and pay taxes on it before they will allow you. So to it's do like that. A, a departing gift. Exactly. If you want out, oh, it ain't going to be easy. <laughs> so it's just not going to happen. You're going to have to, if you're, well, obviously, if you have anything at all, you're in a. 40-plus percent tax bracket. If you're trying to leave from California, you're going to love this one. The state. <laughs> <laughs> the state is going to be there as you disembark or you Governor, embark. Governor Brown's going to meet you at the checkpoint. When you're at Long Beach getting on the freighter that, <laughs> that says, scratched out Titanic. <laughs> And uh, you're going to go. The freighter's going to be a little lighter because you're going to be giving up something. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? You're not getting out. you got to pay. There's no way. There's no way out without paying. Put that in your passport and smoke it in Colorado. We'll be back. You're listening to the Patriot Radio News Hour. Rocking and firing from the hole in the ceiling studios in beautiful... Deer Valley, Arizona. Hope this finds you well. Uh, I think Vincente Fox listens to the show. 
He, uh, for those of you that don't know Vincente, wasn't he the previous president, president of Mexico, Mexico yeah. right? The former? Yeah, former. So, he and he said, we aren't building, we're not building well, he, he, for no blanking wall. Right. 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 That was his comment. That was a month or or so ago, they weren't going to pay for the wall. Apparently now, he uh, he's invited the Donald down. To hey, let's have a meeting. Let's talk about this wall. For margaritas. Even though the Donald doesn't drink, I don't think. I don't think he does either. Yeah. And then you have, uh, of course, but I asked the question last week to you. I posed the question, how many illegals are in this country? Well, they say 12 million. Vincente Fox posed the same question. He said it could be high as 25. Right. And well, you know, I we, think it's as high as 50 million. I, I okay, I'm one of those, you know, call me, I'm always the underestimator. I say it's around 20. 20, I'm always the high one, right? So 50, so, so it's probably like 30, about 10% of the country. So, I mean, nobody knows. It's just crazy. So I thought that was interesting that he would pipe up on that. And speaking of English, Bob, my old neighbor, I think he listens. He, I get texts from him every now and then. Killer of women and children, regulator of the Chinese. <laughs> That's from a movie. I don't know if Ramon will catch that. <laughs> Ramon, you think you know who English Bob is? What movie? Anyway, um, the English. we got a problem in this world. And it's not just here in America. And, and I think that everybody knows it. And this is one of the reasons why we are starting to see people think more like me. See, I've known this the whole time, that they can't fix the debt, that the elections are rigged, that everything that you stand for, I mean, you got to go all the way back to when I was in high school, and I had a bumper sticker on a 1964 El Camino that said, Question Authority. <laughs> so I just still believe that. Now you've, you've gone the other way. You've got an entire apathetic generation that doesn't give a crap. So you look in England, they just put in a uh, Muslim. Did he win? In, yeah, I believe he did in London. So put him in a, a Muslim mayor in London. And then you've got the Muslims in Michigan that are, that are taking over. And this is what happens when people are just apathetic and ignorant. I don't know and I don't care. Yeah, we'll do whatever they want. Again, I don't wish to give offense when I suggest that this country should select a uh, king or even a queen. <laughs> Can't fool the guy, man. That was English Bob talking about the Queen on the 4th of July. <laughs> and of course, Gene Hackman let him have it for that. Great movie, by the way. Uh, Unforgiven. Unforgiven. There you go. Good movie. So. Thanks for that, Ramon. He's sharp. What does the guy do? Ramon, you got like a brain trust here. He must have like 20 television I think streams. He's of- got an incredible capacity for absolutely worthless knowledge. Him and I have a lot in common. You are correct, sir. (laughs) What was that, Ramon? You are correct. Yeah. Yeah, I knew it. I agree. (laughs) I know a lot of things about nothing. So, But in the long run, who knew that all this this info would be valuable? I mean, I paid attention to everything I saw on TV since I was four years old. (laughs) Stuck it in my memory. So, I don't know. You figure it out. So we got a problem here. So you know the Muslims. I mean, nobody knows how many of those have come. Well, I heard that Mexican Muslims. They're, they're going so. to be the majority in England. And I, I think in London, obviously, they're there or almost there. Well, you got entire you got cities in this country that you know have mosques with bells, and you have to get out your prayer rugs, and it's just a matter of time. I mean, I would hope Donald Trump, you know, 
would 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 help us get this sorted out. You know, let's close the borders. Let's get it sorted out. You're not supposed to be here. Get out. And uh, Hillary Clinton, though, I guarantee you, we elect Bernie Sanders or Clinton, there's going to be prayer rugs, Muslim prayer rugs, in the public school system within eight years. Okay, now I want to call. Who's going to be the next president? Are you ready to make that announcement? No, I'm not. Not ready. I got to tell you why. I have to tell you why. And I know you're... Because I made a comment, a couple people had Facebooked and emailed me about it, that, that you know, Sanders, I called Sanders you and Trump. You did say Sanders, Trump. Sanders, Trump, Sanders, Trump. I called this a year ago, for you people have been listening. Joe looked at me like when I tell my lab to go get the newspaper. Well, I didn't know who Bernie Sanders was. Right, and I heard him speak a couple of times. He's a very impassioned speaker. And I listen to him. You know, I'm so tired of the milk toast John McCain crap that runs this country that is just driven, just giving everything away. And oh, we got to be politically correct. And I'm worn out about it. So whether you're going to stand on liberal causes or conservative causes or quote unquote, if you're going to be passionate about it, then stick to it. And I enjoyed when I heard him speak. I'm like that guy. That guy is going to win. When I saw him, and I think they haven't motivated. Somehow they haven't motivated. This younger generation, like Trump, has motivated the, excuse my language, I've never used this word on the radio, pissed off Americans. Okay, He's motivated us. Donald Trump has motivated us, and millions of people, just like all you people listening today, we've had enough of this. We've had enough. We haven't had a leader in this country since Harry Truman. I don't think so. I don't think we've had one single president that wasn't afraid of making anyone upset since Truman. Just horrible. So anyway, but I digress. So I I, I listened to, to, to Sanders speak, and I mean, he was so impassioned about his liberal cause, and I go, man, if he gets the kids' ears, he's going to win. Well, he's thumped Hillary Clinton in the last three months. I mean, the percentages of delegates and the states, he's, he's beat her 80% to 20%, but again... You don't have a Republican Party or a Democratic Party that represents the people. They represent themselves. They don't represent us. You know, that's exactly what we've learned in this whole right. this well, whole thing, because both both the, obviously, what happened with the Republican side and all the shenanigans there, but then on the Democratic side, it's really the same. Right? She gets 500 superdelegates, so it really didn't matter what Bernie Sanders did. He was never going to be able to, to win. I think it's so bad that the Republicans and the Democrats, you know, go to those meetings, you know, where you had to go to with the president and the Federal Reserve chief, and I think they go, okay, well, I'll tell you what, in 2016, we're going to let the Republicans win. You understand? That's okay, you get eight. Then right. we're going to get a... Right, okay, but then the Democrats get it back after eight right. more years, okay? Right. I mean, this is already, I believe it's preordained. That's nothing to do with people voting. And I believe that people are figuring that out. And I also believe, I believe that Sanders is beating Clinton all the way across the board, and he has, I don't know, what, 80% of the last two months primary, she's won, just thumped her in Indiana. But yet, nobody talks about it. Nobody. Why? Because the press goes to the meetings, too. This is why they hate Donald Trump, because he couldn't stop them. Because there is no Sanders Tower in New York City, all right? <laughs> you, can't cover, you can't cover up Donald Trump. Sanders it, Towers is the van down by the river. Right, right. right. And that's the issue. So he doesn't have that. that it, you know, they can't, they, they can't stifle Trump like they can Sanders. But if Sanders were to become, this is why I'm holding out my prediction. Sanders were to become the, uh, you know, if they indict Hillary Clinton or something happens here, and he becomes the Democratic nominee, I think he can beat Trump. 
So that's why I'm not picking anything yet. Do I think Trump can beat Hillary Clinton? Yes, I do. So you're saying if it's Trump-Hillary, yep. it's Trump. If it's Sanders, Sanders. Wow. So that's my call. This country's so liberal and socialist, you know. Look around. You know, you know how small a faction that I've become? I mean, I'm, I'm the end of the baby boomers. You know, we're dying off every day, dropping like flies. And well, just in this show alone, you're a racist. Right. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, you hate women. You right. hate children. Yeah, I do. Right? All of them. you not, got... Not grandchildren, though. <laughs> right. Hey! When I do this show next Friday, good Lord willing, I'll be a grandfather. So, Wow. We're expecting our grandchild, Lori and I, from our oldest on this coming week on Tuesday. They have a make appointments now for... Yeah, right, right. They do. <laughs> So. Uh, we can't fish in on Monday, <laughs> but Tuesday's looking pretty good. As we've known the schedule for right. quite some time, so <laughs> I don't know. So that anyway, that's that's my political thoughts on the day, and uh, I don't know. I always hope I'm wrong, you know, when I predict stuff. So, man, I think the same thing <laughs> all, uh, all the time. <laughs> I mean, I, every time I'm like, gosh, I hope he is wrong. And it's never been this way. I've been on a hot streak. Oh, I've been, I know. I like, I I've to your, been on your, fire with what's been going on and what you need to get ready for. Your interest rate predictions have been spot on. Spot on. The jobs. So I told you that how was a lame number. How did you know that Donald Trump didn't like Janet Yellen? How did you know that? Because he didn't announce that, I don't think, until yesterday. Well, he, he, well, one other time, about six or eight weeks ago, he had, he had uh, said something uh, to that effect. And, and, you know, here's the thing. With with Donald, Donald has plenty, plenty of uh, Wall Street type friends, and and I think that uh, there is a faction of them that believe that the Federal Reserve lost their mind. Right when Ben Bernanke came out, when they took interest rates to zero, they unleashed all the quantitative easing, and they did all. They loved the bailout. That was fine. Bail us out. But well, now you've kind of lost your mind. And I think they, that uh, Donald's got a group of people, Carl Icahn, one of his closest friends, who is already, he's on record, he's turned into one of us apparently now, telling everyone to get out of the stock market, it's gone nuts, it's overvalued, and, the, and it's the Fed's fault. So that's just kind of how, you know, you can see where they, he, he's got a group, they've got an agenda. They're going to spend a lot of money. That's what they're going to do. Well, it'll be interesting, and it has been interesting. I like watching this, and... Uh... It's good to see some passion. And the most passion I like to watch is all the milk toast people, the John McCain people, you know. Oh. How long has he been in there? John McCain. How about Paul Ryan? Right. All what a, just an embarrassment. These guys are embarrassed what they've done to this country. Do you realize the industry that was in this country the day those people took office when John McCain became a senator? We made all our cars, televisions, clothes. Who all of that was done here. Who do you think <laughs> our debt was 10% of what it is today? Who do you think sat at these meetings and ratified all this? And I get emails from it makes me sick. Oh, we need money. Get out! Go retire. Go fishing somewhere. By the way, I just found the ultimate app. The ultimate app. Oh. And I think this is a This win. isn't really embarrassing because, I mean, you're a decade plus older than me. Right. <laughs> you don't even know what an app I, is. I, <laughs> you can attach it to your phone and your fishing rod, which goes to your drone. <laughs> How about this? So you can grab your drone, grabs your bait, and flies over the lake 
while it's attached to your fishing rod and you watch it on your phone until it sees a fish and it drops the bait on the fish. <laughs> the fish gets hit with the fish. The hey, there's a worm. I think I'll eat it. I should have had a V8. That's the ultimate app. I, I'm going to get a drone now. <laughs> you think about the guy who invented that. I mean, that's the hardest part of fishing. You got fish now. Now take it on a, on a you know on an ocean application. It's quiet out there. Tuna, tuna, right? I see that. Wicked tuna, yeah. right? They got the guy flying out in the plane, right? They tell him where the tuna is. Now the drone, the phone, and then just attach it to the fishing rod. Let bombs away. <laughs> the bait drops. So weird deal. Huh? Wow. I I don't know. I think the guy's on to something. One eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Remember, people got to eat. Talk about uh, six years ago today. Today, six years ago today. How many years ago? What what year was? That would have been twenty ten. Twenty ten. You know what happened on this day? Uh, you woke up with a hangover. Now that's every day. <laughs> <laughs> the day after Cinco de Mayo, I'm like, uh, you know, yesterday on my Facebook, I knocked the mayonnaise into the sink, and I looked at it, I go, what am I looking at? And I took a picture of it, posted it, Mayo de Cinco. <laughs> for you people that don't speak Spanish, I thought maybe I'd throw a picture in there for you, but uh, six years ago today was uh, the trading volume in Wall Street has never been higher than it was six years ago today. Can't still, still don't know? QE3. Flash crash. Flash crash. Boom. thousand points in about, oh. Okay, yeah, QE3 I thought was five years yeah, ago. Yeah. So Six years ago was the flash crash. The first we ever heard of a flash crash. Now, remember I said that I, I think this is going to have massive ramifications. Well, it did. The volume never recovered. Even though we were in recovery, we we're still not where we were on that day on average. Crazy, isn't it? That's when my generation went, nah, I don't think I want to play anymore. You're listening to The Blind, leading the stupid every Friday here at your radio station of your choice. Thanks for tuning in. Whatever your listening venue is, we really appreciate you taking the time out of your busy lives to allow us into it. We appreciate the uh, support and uh, the business and all the years working with you people complaint-free. And uh, it's been an honor for me. And I love sitting in here with you. When you go out and drive your car this weekend and you have to pay a little bit more for gasoline, I want you to thank the liberals in this country, well, in the world, for and the mismanagement of the forest. You see the fire up in Canada? You see that? Incredible. Is that incredible? You know why? Because, and this goes into corporate America and globalism, you know, when, uh, when Greenpeace started the Spotted Owl, and they went after the logging companies and the, and the government timber sales. And believe me, they were everywhere. The timber towns in this country were everywhere. It was a multi-billion dollar annual business. It kept the forests managed. It kept them from a fire, a little fire burning, you know, an entire county, which is what happens now. Because what happened as the liberals got the attorneys and they shut down the timber industry. And you know what's interesting? You guys may call me a liar for this one, but companies like Boise Cascade financed the deal. They financed the liberals who, you know, and the and the spotted owls well, and the earth firsters. After a while, hey, this is getting too hard, right? Too many regulations, too much cost, getting too expensive. 
we got to help get the facilitate a way out. Well, what they did is they, when they do that, the same way Union Carbide got the uh, government to declare R12 Freon bad for the ozone. was going to punch a hole in the ozone. R12 Freon went from 89 cents a can to 89 bucks overnight. Well, that was what Boise Cascade had in mind. Well, you know, if we tie up a bunch of these timber sales, then eventually the price of timber is going to skyrocket because there isn't any. Well, what happened went the other way because of foreign competition, especially the Canadians. And they just flooded the country and the world with timber, and the price collapsed. So now nobody cares. The uh, Pacific Northwest, you you talk about factory towns in the Rust Belt in this country and the UAW and the steel workers and the textile mills in the South. Well, in the Pacific Northwest, their biggest product right now is crystal meth. Yeah, you think about this. You have the textile mills of the South. You had the coal mines of of the Northeast. You had the manufacturing in the Midwest. You had the logging industry in the the Northwest. What's left? There's nothing, man. They got it all. You know, I was talking with my father-in-law, who's in his 80s, and, you know, when I met him, they have a logging company, and his son son runs it now. He's the only logging company left in the entire county. And they just does, and, and, they don't even bid on government sales anymore because Greenpeace and the environmentalists locked up the sales so bad they don't even put them. And they just had the biggest wildfire ever in the Northwest last summer. Now you got one in Canada that's burning oil refineries, and, and, and it's all because of mismanagement. And it's buckling under. It's the same thing. You know, the CEO gets a call from some LGBT, whatever they, whatever their initials are, going, "I want to use the bathroom," and they're like, "Oh my God, we have to let everybody in the bathroom." <laughs> Nobody's got any guts. Why do I like Donald Trump? That's why I like him. They hate him. Everybody hates him. Well, that's why I like him, because everybody hates him. But we need someone. I mean, we got to put this back. There was 286 log trucks titled. My father-in-law told me when I was up there two weeks ago. Uh, 20 years ago, there were 200 in a small county, Ferry County. Look it up. F-E-R-R-Y. We're talking a rural Rural county. town, town, town. Republic was gold mining, farming, logging. And, um, yeah, they call it Ferry County because you had to, the first road they had, you had to take a ferry to get to it over the Columbia River. And uh, there were two, over 280 log trucks licensed in just that county 20 years ago. Today, and this is how he puts it, there are three, and all three are mine, and we never start them. <laughs> three log trucks left. Three. There are no more sales. The lo- the, oh, by the way, the... The mill that was in the Ferry County went to China. Disassembled it five years ago. It's gone. So, and then they took out, this is another thing that was amazing. Washington. You know, they're all smoking dope up there, too, now. You can stop on your way up to my ranch and grab a doobie. They'll sell it to you right at the store, right at the gas station. That makes sense. Give me a 12-pack, couple of doobies, and fill it up. <laughs> That's it. I'm moving. Show's <laughs> going. So, I mean, it's just horrible what's happened there, so... You just look at, at at the decimation, and, and it's incredible. It really is, and you really just start thinking about it. Doesn't it all make perfect sense? Doesn't it make sense that Sports Authority's gone and Sports LA's gone? Oh, we haven't Ever gotten Trump there yet. Is gone. We're, we're working our way right? to that. So, Doesn't all that make sense now? Well, think about, here's what they the, the creme de la creme. Then the people get elected, and they sit on the city councils. All right, well, we saved the spotted owl. The towns are gone, but spotted owls are doing really well up there. And uh, now 
we don't need those railroad tracks. You know, the railroads that used to run the timber in and out, we don't need them anymore. We've come up with this great idea. We're going to call it rails to trails. What they did was, and you wouldn't believe how fast this happened. You know how long it would take to punch a railroad track right now to get it approved? If you want a regulation to put it in there. If you wanted to build a mile of railroad tracks, it'd cost you so much money, and you'd have to move trees, and there would be studies and studies and newspaper articles and years. There's a brown squirrel over here and a spotted owl over here, and there's some kind of insect over there. They ratified the rails to trails thing, and I'm telling you that the guys who wrote the deal wanted the scrap metal. Scrap metal, sure. And they went through, and they took these railroad tracks out. I mean, it wasn't 48 hours. And there was hundreds of miles of track gone. Boom. All on a boat heading to China. All went to China. So now, even if you really wanted to put it back, can't do it. Can't haul the lump timber out of there by railroad. Just sickening, isn't it? You go out to allamericangold.com today. Ramon's got it up there. The article that I was referring to yesterday, just outside of Bisbee, Arizona, there's four or five miles of locomotives. Just sitting? Just sitting there. Yeah, well, the freight now has hit uh, a 20-year low. Yeah, it's gone. Freight traffic. So, but Bisbee, don't worry, the tourism, you can go to the Copper Queen, go down and tour the mine, go stay at the hotel, you know, go to Tombstone. Have you ever done that? Never done it. Never been to Tombstone? It's pretty I've fun. been to Tombstone. Well, I've driven past it. That's How's that? That's close as I've come. Tombstone's amazing. You think about it, you know, ten guys got into a corral and actually shot each other. <laughs> they used to shoot each other in the back. All right, nobody ever right, talks about that. Right. <laughs> they actually faced they each other and shot each other. They made a million movies, every star book, and town still exists 100 years later. You know what's funny? 22 guys got in a gunfight at 2 a.m. last night in downtown Phoenix. Nobody cares. They're going to be a... <laughs> 2,200 did in Chicago. Yeah, no movies. So, so... Yeah, yeah. you think we've just become a little uh, numb about what goes on in this world. one eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. if you uh, are thinking about adding to your portfolio. It's a good time to do it. I, I believe you got gold up $25 today and uh, starting to get a good, pretty good heartbeat on these correction levels usually means she's uh, getting ready to the go. The next leg. Uh, Here it comes. Paper Radio News Hour on a Friday. Doesn't bother me. I've become comfortably numb. Stop on in and get a doobie on your way. <laughs> Live it up. <laughs> They're trying to legalize pot you in Arizona. The, hey, listen, you got the deadhead sticker on a Cadillac, right? Right. Great job, Ramon. Um, why don't they legalize pot in Vegas, man? You just go over there and vibrate well, right off the wall. Can I tell you a story? Okay, so my my wife and my wife and my son my son had a basketball tournament in Vegas three or four weeks ago. Uh, they lost in the finals. My wife said, that's all Vegas is. You walk that strip, it's just weed smell everywhere. Just walking out in yeah, the wide open. That's what she said. All right, back to the 70s. 
That's how it was till you know, coastal unrest is coming. When, when you know, the D.A.R.E. program and the Just Say No deal, Nancy Reagan, you know, before that, doctors had Coke spoons on their neck, you know. I mean, it was it was all quite tray chic. High school, I went to high school at Chaparral High School right here in Scottsdale. They'd just sit out in the field and smoke them if you got them, man. And then, of course, it became Just Say No, and it went the other way. So, I mean, remember the songs of, the song uh, Eric Clapton, Cocaine. Yeah. And now, then there was that other song, uh, I forget, live, filling up on cocaine and whiskey, and they bleep out the cocaine. <laughs> that was they Kid Rock yeah. and Sheryl Crow. Yeah. Picture. Right. Yeah. And that, they, oh, God, we can't have anyone hear the word cocaine on the radio. Whiskey's okay, right. but fun? not cocaine. You want to fornicate on television or anything? <laughs> but uh, none of that. So... Oh, you know Everyone's what? getting ready for their UBI check, their universal basic income check. Bill Gross said that's what we're going to get. Yep. The UBI. Because there's no job. So you don't but, have a job. You should need an income. Government will pay for it. That's Bernie Sanders. You know, wages today as percentage of GDP, because remember, they if you were to take working wages, minimum wage, makes the Great Depression look like child's play. I mean, that's how far the whole thing's gone. Listen, they came out with the number today. I'll just tell you, 25 bucks. That's the average pay. Think about it. A bunch of these places, California's already going to 15, New York's going to 15. Still not anywhere near. It's still half of where it needs and, and, and you've got, you know, this, this counts the CEO that gets $30 billion, and you only get the $25 an hour? You need 35 bucks an hour to move out of your parents' and, house. And you don't even get full-time, what well, used to be full-time hours. And now 34 hours is the average, you know. And even with all that done, it's $7 an hour. And, you know, no no overtime. They can't make it. So you got JCPenney today. This is the business model, by the way, that took the place of the factories, the UAW, the sawmills, the, you know, everything that we that used to pay money. Okay, this took, this was the business model. I was kidding the other day when I said, are we going to get 1,000 store closures in a single week? You know, because we had Sports LA, we had Sports Authority, Aeropostale. Today, new big, big story, New York Post, J.C. Penney is under emergency operations, slashing everybody's hours, full-time hours getting cut, part-time hours getting cut, get rid of markdowns, no use of the company credit cards. And they said that April has just been horrendous. And Penny's already, you know what, Penny's needs to close 300 stores right now. They've got 800. They need to close 300 stores just to get the sales uh, per square foot back where it was from 10 years ago. Man, man. Oh, per square foot. Just per square foot. Well, again, no recovery unless, you know, of course, the... Uh the people shopping at Nordstrom's, don't worry about them. They're doing okay. But then the public didn't get bailed out. We didn't get bailed out. We always had to ride it out. It's coming. I think you're I think you're gonna see I don't know, are are we gonna get to the eight hundred department store closing and department stores, that's Sears, that's Penny's, that's Macy's, that's Nordstrom's, you know, that's that's the bigger Dillard's. At least I remind you, ladies and gentlemen, that this was the business model set forth under NAFTA and GATT. Yeah, look at every exit in this town. And everything's going to be cheap. So everybody will buy it. So all the retailers will prosper and the retailers will hire everybody. And, and with tourism and all the people are all going to come and just spend, spend, spend. And it's just 
We're all going to do the Macarena over the 21st Century Bridge, and just wonderful. Now, what happens? What happens when the business model like this breaks? You can't outsource any farther than China, maybe Korea. Well, we outsource, we insource. 25 million foreigners working. We only got 100 million private sector people in the, working in the country. You don't pay people. Henry Ford knew it 100 years ago. you got to pay them if they're going to buy what you're selling. And you know what's funny? How did they not see this coming? I saw it coming. Right? We're going we're gonna to get rid of the coal mines. We're going to get rid of the textile mills. We're going to get rid of all the manufacturing. We're going to get rid of all the logging and all the mining. Right, you can't mine anything anywhere anymore. We're gonna get rid of we're gonna get rid of all of it, but somehow we're gonna be able to build strip malls at every exit around the around the country. And somehow you're gonna be able to afford to buy all this stuff. Well, when the uh when the malls start emptying out, they can't cover that. Of course they can blame it on the internet. But you can be like Tom Brady. You see Tom Brady just put out on the internet a two hundred dollar cookbook. Did you see that? And he sold out instantly. Apparently, what? Yeah, it's the Tom Brady's cookbook, two hundred bucks, sold out. He's back. I'm pretty sure that guy's an alien. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the whole thing's about air popping. <laughs> <laughs> you got to deflate the soup plate just a little bit. Right? How to air up your soup plate so it's just right? <laughs> Inject air into your prime rib. So I don't know. Just a thought. It's what it's got to be. One eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. If you're new to this, you've been listening to the Patriot Radio News Hour, where you can hear anything at any time on a Friday. I saw something funny the other day. They were talking about the Nichols family in New York, the Nichols family from Buffalo, and I was laughing, going, "The Buffalo Nichols." <laughs>
because gold hedged real estate. Forget stocks. They're manipulated, managed. But the gold market hedged real estate and covered your losses. If you went if you went 10% real estate, 10 to 20% gold to real estate, you were covered, man. I mean, think about that. So now you got Ron Paul. I got to tell you, I'm pretty upset. I, the Ron Paul and the Stansbury research thing, man, it's real hokey. You know, and breaks my heart. So I thought he was a pretty good candidate. But, of course, Ron Paul, for you people who don't know that, he owned Ron Paul Numismatics out of Seattle. Did you know that? Most people don't. And then he got out of it when he became got into politics, and now I guess he's back into it. So, And then Donald Trump has got to deal with the issue. And, they, and there was an interview, and I listened to it this morning, about the dollar situation and the debt situation and talking about maybe offering people a percentage that own U.S. debt. Now, if you own U.S. debt, if you're a U.S. Treasury holder, you probably want to get paid your measly piddlets of what they owe you. But uh, well, you know, he was talking about, hey, I deal in debt all the time. And right. You don't have to always pay 100%. Right. You know, if things start going bad, people are happy to get half. <laughs> so I, I kind of thought this was interesting. And then there were some comments about the strong dollar and interest rates. You know, raising interest rates in a strong dollar environment will, you know, take the, the interest payments on the debt, and it will be the GDP. I mean, it'll be it. Even 1%. And Trump was right. He said it uh, very, very clearly. Even 1% would be devastating for the United States with the debt that we have. But then again, on the other hand, he says, well, I don't mind, you know, a higher interest rate environment. And so he can't fix it either. You can't fix it. We have to default. And we will default. And I want you to think about this, Ramon. Name me one country. Play me a song for any country ever that's paid off their debt. How <laughs> would I know I would? They, they just default, ladies and gentlemen, and they change the money. They just change it over. Remember, whatever they offer you is worth a lot more than what you got. And that's why. And it isn't going to come trumpeted. It's not coming from Stansbury Research. It's not coming from Jamie Dimon. It just shows up. Everybody goes, we didn't know this was going to happen. Well, nobody knows what's going to happen. Two people can predict the future, God and a fool. That's why you're so good. That's right. Take the time, put things away while you still can, and then and then hope you never need them. You got a special day? Yeah, I do, actually. Uh, in, in honor of the, the uh, bullion, great slab bullion special you saw on the TV, what was it, 3500 bucks? 3495 I put together a 20 a 10 and a $5 gold piece with a roll of Silver Eagles for twenty nine ninety five. <laughs> a free roll of silver and 500 bucks left over for dinner. <laughs> Everybody have a great rest of the weekend. We'll be back on Monday. Thank you.